Hello and welcome to day nine of Podmas. 25 days of us talking shit to you, really. Pretty much. Pretty much. So today it is probably not a very special day for anyone who's not Croatian. Oh, but it is a special <laughs> day for any Croatians out there. So tell us what we did today, Leanne. Well, you may be aware that the World Cup is occurring right now, very strangely, at this Christmas time. Wasn't sure how I was going to feel about it initially, but, you know, you get into the, you get into the swing, you get into the vibe. So we went out to the pub to watch the Croatia versus Brazil. First game in the quarterfinals of the World Cup 2022. What a game. Oh, my goodness. So I'm, g- I'm going to take you there. The whole game, Brazil looked looked tasty. aggressive, tasty, but Croatia looked strong. They were defending hard, they're defending well. The goalkeeper is gold, and if he doesn't get signed by someone huge in the summer, I well, I, I no, there's no justice in the world. <laughs> He's incredible. We get to ninety minutes with a bit of extra time, what or added time, what ninety four, four or five yeah. minutes, yeah, still nil nil, nail biter. Extra time. Brazil score. You know who it was. You know exactly who it was. It was Neymar. You know he has to. A ridiculously good goal. He made it from nothing. And was this just towards the end of the first half of extra time? Yep, yeah. It was like the dying minutes. And it went from like the bar went from being like full of energy and really vibrant to just like silence. It was. It was weird. It was awkward. It was tense. And then Croatia got one back just at like the last bit of of the second half of extra time. The pub went wild. It was insane. It went to penalties. Tense penalties. And Croatia just fucking smashed it. Smashed it. Absolutely smashed it. And in fact, I think we do have a little, we took a video of the point at which Croatia scored Scored the penalty that needs to, to, to score in order to win. If you'd like to see that video, go to Instagram, our Sideways Life. Find us, follow us, and you'll see the video. It's um, it was really incredible. It yeah. was just, and it was such a nice, such a nice pub. Um, it's called Baraka in Split. If you're ever in Split, you even if you don't like football, even if you just like real ale or um, beers or whatever, then it's definitely worth going. It reminded me the beer we were drinking was Baraka Pills, which is a a pilsner brewed in split it reminded me very much of being in prague mm, yeah in that you know sometimes you go to a pub and you ask for a pint of lager and it just tastes like a bit fizzy and a bit flat and a bit fake this was just like if you've ever been to prague and you've had some of the fresh beer that they create one of the best things about prague is that they they create they, they basically have beer delivered every three days Keep it in a tank, and what they don't sell, they bin. Well, they probably don't bin. They probably sell it to use it for cakes or something. <laughs> um, and the, and so so if you ever want the freshest beer in Europe, I'm sorry Germany, but I think Prague might have it. 100%. But if you want the third freshest beer behind Germany and Prague, then go to Split and go to Baraka Bar because they brew their own and it's really really good. Anyway, 
I think we were when we got the bill came, we had eleven pints between the two. I'm not sure how that happened, to be honest. That sounds like a lot of pints. But we we were we did arrive there at three, had some a late lunch and left at like quarter past half past seven. Mm. So actually over the period of time it's it is okay. It's like a pint an hour more or less, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, anyway, it was it right was now. such a good atmosphere. It was so much fun. It was it was so good. And I think the thing about when when you're abroad is if you can even if you don't give a shit about sport or football or the tennis or whatever it is, it's such a good opportunity to meet local people and also spend time with expats as well. There's so many memories I have, like watching sporting events mm. where it's just been such a good atmosphere and such good fun. It's so true. And I'm not really into football. I like watching it, but I know nothing about it. So I watch Liverpool and I'm like... I don't really understand who he is and what he's doing and whatever. But there's something about the World Cup where it's just, you don't have to know anything about football. You just have to know something about the country. And you're like, okay, so I am passionate about, well, we're passionate about Croatia, Spain, and England, obviously, because the, we spent most of our time in Croatia, Spain, and England. Those are the three three countries. And so, so you, all you need to know is, <laughs> have they scored or have they not? That's all. All me as a non-football fan needs to know. But honestly, I found my, I like I was clapping, I was jumping up, Leanne was bouncing on the floor. The whole place was just Someone incredible. knocked over my chair. They did. <laughs> I went to the toilet and I said, excuse me, to get to this past this guy. I was like, excuse me, and just like touch him the shoulder. Turn around, give me a massive bear hug. <laughs> I'm like, I just want a piss, mate. <laughs> um, but I think it, it also come, like reminds us a little bit of watching the Euro in which was deferred to 2021 we watched the 2020 euros in 2021 um in istria um and Mm. we we sat there and there was six of us i think yeah watching six yeah yeah we were yeah six brits and about 50 croatians Mm -hmm. sitting watching the croatia england match Mm -hmm. and we won didn't we england won it's awkward and there was a bit of a silence because we, we sat kind of in the middle of everyone. We're a bit like, fuck. And we're all very polite. Like, we're all very aware that we're in Croatia, watching Croatia playing it. So when England scored, it was like, oh, lovely. Good job. <laughs> very British. We're like, jolly good, son. Well done. <laughs> very polite. But yes, when we won, there was a, there's a bit of tension. But then what happened, Dan? Well, the, um, the guy at the back, who was maybe about six foot eight, about the same across, and he kind of walked up to us, us six, and uh, and he said, are you English? And I have to be honest, I was about to say, no, I'm French. (laughs) (laughs) But we were like, yeah, and he went, and he just leant across and went, good game. Shook our hands, and that was it. And that's what I love about European football. Maybe I'm generalising, just as the newspapers generalise about England fans going off and throwing chairs at the French. Although, let's be honest, they're probably got some good ideas there but you know if you (laughs) i'm sorry i'm just playing um but generally speaking we in our experience if you go and watch football we watched germany mexico i think it was in uh, germany and in this huge beer garden the biggest beer garden in munich um and it's just a different vibe it's not a them and us it is during the 90 minutes or the extra time or whatever but when it's finished, everyone's like, well, you know, we had a good game of football. Let's go and get pissed. Rather than some of the matches that 
I don't know. I get the feeling that if you, in some situations, you could. I'm trying. I'm, I'm trying to dig myself out of a corner here. I think you're right. I think we've definitely seen in continental Europe league football, like individual country league football, and some serious rivalry where shit gets a bit dark. Mm-hmm. Mentioning no names, but we're talking. We're talking UK. We're talking like a Liverpool United kind of match. Yeah. You know, shit can get dark. Yeah. You don't really see that on the continent so far we haven't seen that internationally you don't see it with the with the with yeah with the world cup with the euros we haven't seen that i have seen that in the uk and i think i can talk about this because i i'm english but i grew up in north wales about eight miles from the border the wales england rivalry is real I'm sure you've all seen the video of the Wales dressing room celebrating when England lost. I can't remember who it was, but it's real. It's a real rivalry and it is it is intense. I've not seen that to the same extent on the continent. Maybe that's because I'm not as involved. Might well be. But I think the thing that I've learned as a football fan, and I am a big football fan. I'm the youngest of three girls. My dad's a massive Liverpool fan. So it was like, oh, another girl? Fine, you'll have to do. So I was the one that went to Anfield with my dad and shared his season ticket. And it was it was ace. But I think what I've learned, and I especially learned from those creations that came out, was that first game in the Euros 2020 that happened in 2021, was just that sense of... It's one, it's just football. It's mm-hmm. just a game. Mm-hmm. And two, it's an occasion and what an amazing occasion to share in a place where it's multicultural. There's lots of different nationalities there and just celebrate the game, you know? And I think we had two scenarios after that match that it, it could have, it could have got ugly. In another scenario, it could have got ugly, but it didn't. One was when, do you remember when we went with Andrew? All right, Andrew. His voice notes coming on the uh, podcast soon. So Andrew and Fanny were with us in Istria last year for the Euros when Germany played England and we went to a bar to watch it and accidentally picked a bar that was majority German. Mm. <laughs> that was awkward, especially when they started to boo at the English national anthem. The Germans liked a holiday in Croatia. Uh, so do the Czechs. It's weird because German, Czech, Austria are kind of like the three major nationalities you're going to find in Croatia over summer. You're probably not going to find Croatians around the uh, around the, the coastal region because they've gone inland because they're sick of the Germans, the Austrians and the Czech. Um, so, yeah. So we were in this Croatian bar in Istria, 90% German. And of course, why wouldn't the owners, who I think were Albanian actually, but why wouldn't they cater to the Germans? Because... That's that's where ninety percent of their of their euros coming from. Well, Kuna at that point was coming from. Yeah, and I think as well when you you have these kind of matches, you pick a side. If you're a neutral, like you know, if you're a Croatian bar and it's a neutral match, it's England versus Germany. You pick a side because you want a good atmosphere for the majority of fans that are going to be there. We just made the mistake of choosing to watch it in a bar that was majority German fans, and it started a bit awkward. It started really awkward actually, but. And, and I always remember Andrew being so <laughs> respectful. And the thing to know about Andrew is he's an England fan. Like, he's not like league football, he'll follow it. But, you know, he but he is diehard England. So bearing in mind, he sat there. We're all sat there, what was it, maybe eight, nine of us? Brits, surrounded by Germans. I'm a fan who's Hungarian, so she's kind of a neutral as well, I guess. But I guess you had to support England because of, I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, I'm guessing. We're all sat there. England score. Bearing in mind, there's been a bit of 
they've booed the English national anthem. There's been a bit of banter back and forth. And Andrew says nothing when England score, says nothing, picks himself up, walks out of the bar, walks like five meters down the street and then goes, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and celebrates, contains stuff and then comes back in and is like, oh, it's a good girl. <laughs> and i think that is a really good lesson that is as passionate as you might be be respectful um and just embrace the moment you know when we i think that that tournament england went on to be in the final against italy we watched it they lost on penalties and having been in in having been taught taught that lesson from the creations i went up to the italians that were cheering and shook their hands and said congratulations good game mm-hmm and it makes such a difference to, I think, your experience of it and just the whole atmosphere of it. So, yeah, I think if you're if you're a sports fan, shake off the rivalry, embrace the moment and the atmosphere, depending on who's around you. And if you're not a sports fan, it is a really good way to meet people. And particularly if you're a neutral, if you're in a country where that country is playing, go along. It's going to be an incredible day. There's also, if you're not a sports fan, there's going to be other non-sports fans who've been dragged to the pub. So you can go and talk to them and, uh, and learn more about them. But, but just to go back briefly to the, uh, to the Euro 2021. Um, so Italy won. Um, Leanne Kemp went across to the Italian, to the guys in the Italian shirts, who I think were Croatian, but originally from Italy. Or no, they're Australian. They're, Ameri- Austra- they're Australian. They're that was Australian. They're Australian. Don't know what they were doing there. No. Yeah, shook their hands and they came back across and on the way out and said, you, you know, you're a credit to the England fans. And then this crazy Macedonian guy from in the corner from Macedonia, crazy Macedonian, just went, but drinks for everyone. And so all of us, I mean, there was only like maybe 40 people in the bar, but everyone in the bar got a drink. And it was just, it was just such a nice atmosphere. And I think what Leanne said before is really important is that, you know, it feels like in Europe, you're a fan of the game, regardless of what happens, rather than a diehard fan of your team or your country. Um, and had it gone the other way with Croatia, then I feel that things would never have been quite so exciting. But at the same time, I felt they would have gone, well, that's shit. Let's just all have a beer, shall we? We've got not doubt. Yeah, by Brazil. There's no shame in that. Absolutely But not. they didn't. They won. They did. But uh, And I think as well, when you're in that, even, <laughs> you know, and I always remember that, what I mentioned before, in that beer garden in Munich. And Dad, I'm pretty sure you're not listening, but if you are, I'm sorry. <laughs> you get so into it that I ended up with like German flags and face paint on my cheeks. You did. Lost my shit when Germany scored in the last minute because you get completely taken out by the atmosphere. But I think, you know, regardless of, of nationalities, of teams, of whatever loyalty you want to give to whoever, there is something about being in a moment of pure joy. Yes. And to share that with people, just, you just feel joy. Well, in this, in this beer garden in, in Munich, I think it had got a capacity of 4,000 and it was, it was, and it was full. So there was 4,000 fans in there, all watching on big screens, Germany, one of the most nail-biting matches, if I remember, towards the end. Incredible. So even if you don't like football, the, the passion that people have got there, and this is where I think the World Cup or the European Cup is, or the Euros, I think is important because it's not about passion necessarily for football. It's like we all come together and go, this is our team, this is us. 
let's all support the boys and the girls and stuff. And it's just, I think that's really, really important. So I suppose what we're trying to say is that even if you're not really a sports fan, whatever, whatever you like, if you can try and experience just once going and going and watching the team that the team of the country that you're living in play football play rugby play tennis play whatever i honestly think that fan or not you're going to absolutely love it yeah i i completely agree i think there's just something about putting yourself even just in that experience you know, just to just to experience sport in a different country or an event in a different country, it just it it has a different vibe, it has a different feel. But then it at the same time it has the same vibe and it has the same feel. Mm-hmm. It's it's just joy to see people have pride in their country. And let's be honest, if you are working in abroad or you're traveling abroad, you you're a guest. And mm-hmm. we've said this so many times before, you're a guest. You you really should be trying to embrace the people around you, the culture around you, the excitement around you. And I think sport is a really good way of doing that, particularly if you're traveling alone or you're traveling a couple, maybe you're new to an area. It's a really, really good way to meet people. Definitely. So um, this is the this is day nine, the day that Croatia got through to the semi-finals of the twenty twenty. What year are we? Twenty twenty two World 2022 Cup. Twenty twenty two World Cup. Um, and so, if you're listening to this in like five years' time, that'd be so interesting. Just get in touch with us and tell us. Did they win? Yeah, did they win? <laughs> <laughs> um, so tomorrow it is. I think we are list, We are hearing from Andrew. I can't remember who we've got scheduled we've, for tomorrow. Yeah, we've got Andrew and Fanny working on their comments as as we were talking. They're yeah. putting together some beautiful stuff for us. But we also have. Do you remember the kids from last night we were chatting about? Oh, Damien and Natalie. No, Monica. Monica. Now, I think what um, uh, we have been talking to them and they are such a lovely couple. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we're going to have them as a guest at some point. Um, I was thinking exactly the same. We haven't talked about this yet, but I was thinking exactly the same. It'll be awkward if I said, I think we're having guests and you were like, on air, you went, no, I don't think so. <laughs> shit. No. Absolutely not. No, I thought exactly the same. We need to get them on Austin and Monica. Austin, I'm sorry, Austin. I keep so, calling you Austin Powers, we mentioned this last night. We did. Um, yes, yeah, so we have we have a really great, really great voice note from them, which yeah. is definitely one to talk about because we we totally get it. And when Austin left, it was like, I don't know if this is making sense. Do you get it? And it's like, hundred percent, hundred percent, definitely relate. Um, so yeah, so we'll bring you a bit of Austin and Monica tomorrow. So tune in for that. But in the meantime, we're going to go watch the Netherlands-Argentina game and see who Croatia are playing on Tuesday. Very exciting. Can you imagine another South American team? That would be tough. Um, In the meantime, we are about four episodes away from episode 100. And if you would like, like Austin and Monica, if you'd like to be featured, just go on Instagram, find us, send us a voice note. Tell us what you wish you knew before you started traveling or living and working abroad. Um, and there's a very good chance that we're going to feature you. So just find us on Instagram, A Sideways Life, and just let us know. Let us know. You, you could be episode 100. How exciting would that be? Very. <laughs> right. I'm speaking for everyone when I said it'd be I very exciting. I imagine you were. 
Okay, so shall we leave it for now? We'll see you tomorrow for day 10 and we'll leave you with Croatia celebrating getting through to the quarterfinals. See you tomorrow. Amazing.